This is the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sharon and Eric Lopez. And we welcome you to this special edition of the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Eric Lopez here with you. Coming up, we'll preview the night's 2022 season. As it gets going this week when the Knights host Georgia, who's ranked 12th in the NFCA polls alongside Minnesota, Fresno State, and Longwood. The Knights coming off a 41-win season in 2021, making the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2016 with some unique questions. I bring back a nice nucleus, but lose Aaliyah White, the all-record-setting pitcher for the Knights who rewrote the pitching records at UCF as well as Kira Klarkowski, one of the best defensive center fielders in program history, as well as Jasmine Esparza. Those are some of the key losses. We'll address that with Coach Ball Malone coming up, as well as the outlook for the roster, this team, as well as this uh, year. Plus, later on the program, we'll be joined by senior pitcher Gianna Bancha and senior outfielder Denali Schapacher to give us their thoughts on this upcoming season. That's all coming up on this special edition of the Black and Gold Banner at Podcast. You can, of course, follow us. On Twitter at UCF Banner at underscore SBN. And of course, subscribe to our YouTube page at Black and Gold Banner. We have post game coverage of all UCF athletics, as well as these interviews you're about to hear. And of course, Black and Gold Banner for all the latest. We'll get you a breakdown of all the coverage of UCF with recaps, previews, and much, much more. All right. Without a further ado, let's take you now to my interview that I had last week with head coach Sidney Ball to talk about the night season outlook in 2022. Team 21, as she says, on this 20-year anniversary of UCF softball. Here now, Sidney Ball Malone on the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast. Joining us now, she's the head coach at UCF, of course, since uh, taking over in 2019. Coach Bear, Sidney Ball Malone joining us. I'm former All-American at Pacific uh, joining us here. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Elo? Doing good. It's another season's around here. What's it been like for uh, this group here with the fall? And obviously now as you get closer to the start of the season here, uh, a young group has experience, but still young. So what, what has it been like? Um, it's definitely been different than the last couple of years. Um, like you said, we're young. We have, uh, you know, a lot of new faces um, and some of our um, experience and kind of familiarity graduated, um, and, and, you know, moved on to the, their next journey in life. And so, um, I wouldn't say that that brings the level of our talent or, you know, our, our play on the field down. It's, it's just different. And so it's getting to know everybody, um, not only on the field, but our staff is brand new as well. Um, so it's been fun learning each other and kind of learning, you know, our culture and our way this, the past five, six months. Um, so yeah, it's been different, but it's been fun and exciting and frustrating and all, all of the above. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, taught one of the people you obviously moved on or, but didn't move on in a way was Aaliyah White who said all the rewrote the record books at UCF lot. She'll be appearing a lot on the UCF media guides, uh, in the record books, but she's on your staff. She's a grad assistant. Just talk about that adjustment, having her now on the staff and what she will bring to the table in that role. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we, we relied on her quite a bit. And so that's one of, um, we talk about that elephant in the room for sure. Um, amongst our staff and amongst our pitching staff. 
Um, but Lily's done a great job of making it about the team and the program. And she has such a, a, such pride in UCF softball. And um, she wants to see it move on and, and continue to keep going. Cause there's times where you see, you know, certain pitchers graduate and the program um, takes a little bit to get back to it. And so um, she's doing her part in, in helping those youngsters and preparing them for what they need. And, it's just fun to see her want this program to go in the direction that it's going and not just be the Lily White show, if that makes sense. And that's what makes her so incredible. Um, but it's also been fun to be on the other side with her, you know, getting to know her. And um, she's been at like staff dinners and things like that. And so it's just fun to see how competitive she is and how much she knows about the game that um, she's not just a pitcher by any means. So it it's, it's fun to, to learn from her and hear what she has to say and her input and um, her will and want to continue to be better and, and be better than last year. How much of her do you see yourself? Like, it's kind of eerie. You both have similar paths. You set, reset the record books at Pacific. Then you join Coach Cozy's staff right afterwards. She's kind of doing the same thing, not suggesting that she's going to follow the coaching career. Who knows? She's got a lot of options, what she wants to do. The most important thing is she's getting another degree, a graduate degree. But I feel like there's a lot of parallels and similarities between the two of you as you've gotten to know each other. There definitely are. Um, she's got it way more together than I did at that age. <laughs> I will tell you that for sure. Um, <laughs> but I, I do see... Um, a lot of the things that she says and um, just, you know, her focus, it it reminds me a lot of, you know, back when I was that age, which it, it's been some time now. Um, but like I said, she she definitely has her head, you know, she, she's got her head in the right direction and um, she knows what she wants. And I mean, you're right. She can do, she could coach, she could do whatever she wants to do. And you know, she's had offers already and wanted to stick this out. And um, so it's exciting just to see, you know, where she's going to continue to go with her career um, and how she's going to continue to grow the game. How You bring back G, Gianna Mancha, who I think a lot of Knight fans got to know really well last year with the wins against Arizona. Her great performance in the conference tournament against South Florida in relief uh, was a national pitcher of the week, was all conference performer. And you know her as well as anybody. You two go way back. How old were you when, uh, how old since you, you two go way back and having that comfort level of her who has pitched in all these big games? Yeah, so I started recruiting Gianna, I think like three or four schools ago. Um, <laughs> so she may have been in seventh grade when I first, sixth or seventh grade when I first saw her. And she was playing up in 16 and under. Um, and it was, her and uh, Grace Green were the shortstop pitcher duo. So they would just switch off, right? Um, and so I thought, well, shoot, if I get one of those, we're, we're rolling. We're pretty good. Um, and so I've been recruiting or I've been, I've had a relationship with her since like she was in seventh grade and, you know, being a fifth year senior now, it's, there's been some time and her and I've gone through um, a ton of success and even failures and, and struggles and, um, me moving on to another school and, you know, it, it is a business and, you know, we have to take care of ourselves and our families. And, and when you get so close to your athletes, they become your family. And so, um, 
that was a tough one. You know, G Gigi's always kind of been there in my life for the last, what, 10 years of, of, um, coaching. And so, um, the thing that I really like about where we've gone and where we've come now is just our communication. Um, you know, Gianna is very driven. She's a leader, um, in all that she does, you know, she stayed all summer and I don't think it's a surprise that 10 to 12 of our athletes stayed all summer as well. And it's not that she would tell them you had to or anything of that nature, but um, it's just, well, if Gianna's going to be here, then, you know, we have to be here too. Um, and so she's really brought that presence. Uh, and, you know, she knows she's got to, she's got to take a role on um, Aaliyah White and Gianna where, you know, they, they pushed each other every day and, um, they were both so grateful, like hearing them talk about each other is pretty special. And I, I said that before I was concerned, you know, you have Aaliyah White and then we bring Gianna Mancha and I'm thinking, how's this going to work? You know, they both are unicorns in their own environments. And, um, it just so happened that, you know, they be, they formed to one unicorn, but two different types of pitchers. And so it's, it's been pretty special to see how Gianna has also kind of followed along and, really focusing on the program and where she wants to go as an individual, as well as the team. Um, and like I said, our communication has come such a long way. Um, I, I do feel that we're, we're pretty open and she'll show me when she's frustrated and tell me about it. And um, We have high expectations for each other. And so it's, it's been awesome. And she's one of those that said, coach bear, I, I want you in the bullpen. And so that's why we kind of made the transition of, you know, she knew what she needed to get to the next level and, and move this program and to super regionals and, and, and further. Um, and so I really respect what she's done and where she's gone um, with all of the information and the people around her and how, where she's taking us. And again, the credential speaks for itself. Helped you win a Mountain West championship. Pitched in the regionals in eighteen, regional in nineteen, regional final at Gainesville. Pitched in the obviously led to the tournament last year. There's not that's not an accident, right? That where she, when she's involved, postseason comes with her, and that's that's valuable to have on on, on this staff. And I think she won't be phased by anything. I would imagine. No, I I totally agree with you, Elo, and I'll also say she's just done a good job of making the rest of the staff know that they're they are definitely needed and wanted and it makes all of us better and so the addition of Kama Woodall um, along with our freshman Caitlin Felton and just seeing how Angelina DeVoe and Grace Jewell have just thrived this last past fall um, I mean we have a staff and it's a dynamic staff that we have very different um, looks and speeds. And so I'm really excited to, you know, work through that. Um, it's going to be a challenge to understand who goes with who and who goes when. And I, I'm excited for that, especially with our first couple weeks, you know, they're going to get tested. You mentioned Woodall. She comes over from ECU. We're familiar with her. What does she bring to the table from that standpoint? And then you mentioned Felton, very highly decorated uh, recruit player. Uh, one of your top, obviously, uh, players from the class uh, there. What is What does she bring to the table? I know that's a popular question I've gotten from fans. They're always fascinated with the new face as far as pitching. People always want to know about pitchers at UCF. So what can you tell us about those two? Yeah, well, Kema is somebody, I mean, 
our conference has seen a lot of her. Um, and she, she is such a competitor, um, driven, um, but one of the most intelligent uh, human beings that I've been around. I mean, she's going to move on to go to law school. Um, you know, we play this, this is like completely off topic and not softball oriented, but in the bullpen, we play like word association. And so we try to like stump the, the other pitcher of like, not, they're not, they say whatever comes to their mind when we say a word. And typically we keep going until somebody can't think of something, uh, not Kama. We would be there all day through the night, through the next week. I mean, she's just an incredibly intelligent human being um, and she can throw a bit. So what I like about Kama is she really put her team on her back last year and um, she was feisty. She was competitive. And I remember talking to her through the recruiting process and I, we, I said, yeah, I remember you looking back at me when, you know, I was just trying to get in your head and she goes, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, coach. And I said, don't be sorry. That's why I'm on the phone with you. Like, I like that. I like the competitive spirit that you have. I like your will to win. Um, and she's brought that and her team, the team respects her. Um, I know her and G compliment, compliment each other a ton. So that's really exciting. Caitlin is, um, she's going to be fun to watch over her, her four years here in her career. Um, like you said, she's had a, a very successful, um, travel ball career. Um, she's dynamic and she's improved on some of the other pitches that maybe she didn't use as much through, throughout the fall. So, um, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what she does and how she responds to our schedule this year. Cause it's going to be tough. We're going to be able to throw a great game and shoot, you got Georgia coming in, right? Like you could throw a great game and give up one or two home runs. And that's a really good game against Georgia. And so we've just really talked about what is success against some of these, these high level teams. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited to see where Caitlin goes with that. And, you know, they, the rap Soto and the rev fire and all these metrics just say that Caitlin's top dog. And so now all we've been saying is, all right, all these things say that your top dog, how's the mental game. And so, and she just smiles and laughs and she says, bring it on coach bear. So, um, like I said, they're great athletes. They're great in the circle and they're very fun to be around. I saw in the fall, a lot of growth from grace, uh, Jewel and, and Angelina compared to last year where they were kind of still kind of figuring things out, probably figuring out at life at school, let alone softball. I do you sense that too, that growth and maturity there that kind of will help them take that next step. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think they didn't have a choice, too. I mean, when they said that they wanted, you know, me in the bullpen, I said, watch out, careful what you ask for, because, you know, th there's going to be some days that you're going to leave here not not happy and um, and frustrated. And, you know, and uh, Grace is one of those that I, I push her hard. I mean, I'm, I'm on her the whole time. I'm like Harry the heckler in her bullpens. And she comes back to me and she said, thanks, Coach Bear. I got better today. You know, and, and you can see she's like, just shut up. Let me throw. But she'll never say it. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, just their velocity, their command, um, really coming into the type of pitcher they are. Um, I believe last year we were throwing the wrong pitch with Grace. And so we've really honed in on the right pitch for her. Um, and, you know, maybe that's right right now. I, I don't know, but it seems that she's way more comfortable. She's way more bought in on it. 
Um, and I'm seeing a huge difference too. So you've mentioned a couple of times, you're kind of back in the bullpen for those that may not be aware. Cause when you've got here, you were presented as more of an offensive coach and rightfully so you had success offensively at Boise state, ran the offense here, turned the offense around here at UCF. But I think if people have learned, and certainly I've learned at the core, I feel you're a pitcher at the heart and soul. You're still a pitcher. You, that's where you made your name that you're the greatest pitcher. Great at, at uh, Pacific. You were a two way player. You've been a pitching coach, Washington pitching coach at the U S national team, junior national team that won the gold at the heart and soul. You're a pitcher. How much does that, you know, is that was something that really you just thrive on being that pitcher and teaching that bullpen. There's something about that, right? You can't just let that go. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, that was the whole, you know, getting into after regionals this past year, um, our team last year did great. I mean, they, they accomplished so many goals. You, you can't say that a 41 win season, you know, it, it is anything but awesome, but I'll still go to say we underperformed for the talent that that team had. We underperformed. And I, I don't, I think we were ended where we were supposed to because we hadn't had the experience there. You know, you have to be there and understand it and know what it's going through. And, you know, some of the the experiences of being there is have really pushed them through their fall workouts. Um, but if we are at our best here at UCF, I'm not the infield coach and the hitting coach. I'm the pitching coach, just like you said. Um, if we're at our best, that that that's where I will be. And then that means that everything else is just that much better. And I tell you, you know, we joke about it. Um, I, the staff that we have is an incredible staff. Um, but the infield and I, we get along a lot now, you know, because I used to come in and say, hey, ground balls and out. So if it's a ground ball, you better make it play. Like, I'm a pitcher. Let's go. Um, now I don't have to be that person. And, you know, I've got Justine Molina coming into my office every day and saying, hey, coach, how are you? And um, it's it's really helped you know, all around, I don't have to be that barking, the barking bear behind them telling them, you know, what's, what's up and what's, what's going on. So yes, I, I, I do believe that we get better, um, with me being in the bullpen and other people that are highly talented in the other areas with Whitney Jones and Tyler Heil, um, and then Kaya Gibson, our, our volunteer coach, you know, it all, all places are covered and I'm able to manage our program instead of having to do a lot of the development. You mentioned Whitney Jones. She comes in the staff. You coached her when she was a player in Washington, when you were on Heather Tarr's staff, she's been on Heather Tarr's staff for a while, comes over uh, to work with you. Talk about how that meant being reunited with her and obviously Gibson also as well, Washington uh, Husky as well. Right. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, Whitney Jones was one of the most prepared athletes that I've ever seen in the weight room and conditioning as a freshman. I mean, when she came in, I, I remember going up to Coach Tarn saying, she's a freshman, right? Like, why is she um, beating some of these sophomores and juniors? And she's like, that's why she's here. Um, but she's also the most competitive person, too. And so you put those two together and they're pretty lethal. Um, but I, I, I look to wit a lot and I'm reading this book and it says, um, it says that you're supposed to be the dumbest person on the staff. If you're the head coach, hire some really good people. And I, I, I will never call myself dumb. I'm, I'm probably too, um, I have too big of an ego to say that, but, um, 
Whitney Jones definitely challenges me in a way of, I got to get my stuff together to be on board and, and be on the same level. And you're going to see that teams are going to see that when they walk up, how we get ready, how we take possession of the field. And, um, she has impacted that immediately. And I mean, when you see her, she's a strength coach, she's a certified strength coach, um, that became a softball coach again. Um, and so when you see her, I mean, the girls are like, well, I'm going to listen to her. Of course, look at her. And so it's, it's just been awesome. And her desire for this, like just her buy-in to me, I mean, you can't get that. Like the three people coming in, um, just their support for me and this program, but it, it makes, it allows me to do what I need to do. You know, I, I missed the first day of um, January workouts to be at the USA trials and uh, it's, I don't know that I've ever done that before, but I trust this group and that doesn't say anything about any other groups that I've had with me, but, um, this group works well together. You know, there's no page unturned. And I know Whitney, you know, kind of took, took the reins and ran with that when, when she needed to for us. So, like I said, she challenges me. I cannot, um, I cannot turn my back or else I'm going to be, <laughs> she's going to be about 10 feet ahead of me. And then that's going to continue to keep going. So it's been awesome. It, it's been great. And she's definitely making me be the best leader of this program. You mentioned you were part of the, you went to the U.S. trials uh, that took place in January. One of the players there was Jada Cody, who returns, obviously, part of a, a, a good group in the infield there. Obviously, she plays third and catch. Shannon Doherty's back. Justine Molina's back. We'll talk about the rest of the infield in a moment. But talk about Jada, what that meant for her to even to get that tryout get invited through that tryout and be among the 45 players to uh, participate to try to make the U.S. national team a heck of an a, a achievement for her. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I had not realized that she was the first until I think you told me and, uh, yeah. you know, Ken had mentioned it. And um, it, it's amazing because we've had some, some really incredible athletes here. Um, but, I mean, what an honor. You know, Jada is um, – Whenever I talk to other coaches, they, they always ask about Cody. You know, what's Co why is Cody behind the plate? I didn't know she could catch. Why is Cody doing this? Well, truth be told, if Jada Cody got what she really wanted, she'd be in the outfield. That's her favorite position. <laughs> and I just tell her, you're going to go wherever the team requires you to go. But, um, you know, she what was awesome to see about her is she 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 was learning. She was watching. It was just fun to see her maybe not be the big fish for once and how she just, you know, re responded and um, learned and brought that stuff back. Like hearing her talk about her experience with the group. I mean, that, that is a win in its own. And um, I see her working just a little bit harder each day, um, knowing that she has not reached her potential. Um, so it, it's, it's been a great experience, you know, whether, she's on the roster or not. I think that she put her name out there and um, just being in that environment with the best softball players in our nation. I just, you know, you have to kind of pinch yourself and she's done a really good job of responding to it and, and bringing it back and making us better here. Yeah. First UCF player to get the invite to participate as a the red, white, and blue. And you mentioned that experience to be around those talented players from all over the place. I mean, that has to make you a better player. It has to give her more confidence, right? Going, uh, I would imagine she came in back, she came back a much more confident person for going through that experience. 
Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I'll say that being with the juniors in 2019, it definitely helped me, you know, have, have that motivation and that strive to like get where we needed to be. And, you know, just being around, I'm like, we're not far off. So I'm not going to let anyone here in this program think like, oh, we're playing a name on the Jersey. Oh no, no, no. We're just as good. And so I, I see that in her. And I know that that really, um, pushed my career and, and just my brain and my coaching brain of, um, there are no limits. So it's exciting. It, it's going to be exciting to, to watch it continue to grow. Of course, she returns to so Shannon Doherty and Justine Molina. What do those two bring into the table? Obviously, Molina is such a vacuum defensively at second base experience. Another player that obviously has a ton of winning pedigree. And then Shannon Doherty, obviously an incredible talented bat. Yeah, it, well, right away I'm going to say it's leaders. They're, they're leaders. It's leadership. Um, you know, you would think like, oh, the home runs and the strikeouts and all of those things are so important. But um, I have never stepped out onto the field and our team wear, one of our team players wear the wrong shirt since I've been here. Um, I have never had to worry about like those silly little questions that get asked because our leadership, and that started with Kira Klerkowski and Aubrey Johnson when I first got here, um, but it's, it's moved on. And Shannon has really taken, um, taken over in that way. Um, and so, you know, the, the big thing now is sometimes when leaders take over those roles, um, it may affect their play. And I think what's really cool is we have a number of leaders that can do it. And so they're still able to focus on themselves. Um, but yes, Shannon Doherty, she is a threat in the lineup. It, it doesn't matter who we face. Um, her and Jada back to back, no one wants to do it. I don't like calling against it when we're in scrimmages. Um, sometimes, you know, we might pitch around and walk one and get, get one to line out. And I look at the pitcher and I'm like, hey, that's a win. Let's go. You know, because between those two back to back, it just, it's not fun. Um and that's, that's a really good thing for us. <laughs> um, but, you know, she, you're going to see her in the infield a little bit more. And, and she's worked her tail off uh, to be the leader of that infield and, and take over first base. And so um, it, I'm really proud of what she's done, not only as a leader, but, I mean, just the amount of time and effort she puts into her game to be the best for her team. Justine Molina is... She is a special, special player. She's probably the, the loudest, quiet player on our team, if that makes any sense. But, um, and you got to see it in 2020 in that first week and out. I mean, she has such a huge impact and she's the littlest on our team. You know, she's sometimes the quietest, but when she has something to say, holy cow, you, everyone's listening because it's important. Um, but just watching her, I mean, this is this is what I think of Justine Molina. She's doing her treatment, and I remember walking by her, and she had her phone out, and she just like scrolling, scrolling like constantly. And I thought, what is she looking at? And I go over and kind of peek over her shoulder, and she's just watching tag plays at second base over and over again, like different tag plays, different tag plays. And when you come out and watch us, that's why she's so good. You know, she, she is such a student of the game. She doesn't have to brag about it. Um, she just such a student of the game. And like you said, the vacuum, like we very, we feel very comfortable throwing on that side of the plate to just feed the beast 
feed the five three beasts, if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it's fun to watch them grow now into leaders and they're doing a great job of, of teaching the youngsters and, and showing UCF softball in the, in the way we roll in the locker room, in the weight room, in the community, in the classroom, you know, and, and on the field. You always play a lot of players. People now that have seen your, you know, your style, you play a lot of players. You play, you know, you're, you've called your bench an all-American bench as a weapon to win games. Speak to the rest of the infield, because there's a lot of new faces in the infield, young talent there with a lot of upside. One name that comes to mind is Ashley Griffin, who I got to see in the fall, has incredible power. Again, highly decorated recruit, uh, highly rated recruit, might be the highest rated rec- recruiting catcher that's ever come to UCF. Uh, not that that matters anything once you get on the field, but still, it shows the talent and has great character. I saw during the fall of the social media, she kind of gave a, a, an award to Aaliyah White because she wears 27 and what that number meant to her, which meant a lot to Aaliyah. So this kid seems to have a lot of the pedigree uh, and the intangible. Speak to her and then the rest of the infield and new faces you got. Yeah, well, Ashley, you know, when I first watched her, she was a third baseman, first baseman. She played shortstop for her high school team. Um, and I told her coach, I was like, hey, like, we're going to need her to catch. And so um, he said, well, well, we'll rotate her in a little bit. And then she became a darn good catcher for them. Um, and so it, it's been nice to uh, see Ashley. She's she's definitely a, di- a different athlete on our team you know she our athletes some of them are driving their little suvs and cute cars and here comes you know ashley's talking about she would she would drive a truck and listen to country music and has you know a jeep and you know all that stuff and so um we did like a get to know you on the team and hers were all very different answers and you would understand that like on the field, it's the same way. Like you said, she is just a diff. She, she reminds me a lot of Shannon. We call them the twins actually. Um, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I told them like, I'm ready to like create some posters of like the bash sisters or something like that. So, <laughs> you know, you guys get rolling. Come on. No, but um, she's just, she's a fun, fun athlete to watch, to coach. You know, she's so coachable and what she did this fall to earn her number, um, number 27, blew me away. Um, she made this really cool poster, like digital poster, um, framed it for Lily, And then she wrote a poem or a, a letter to Lily and wrote it, read it in front of the entire team. And I know that that may not seem that big of a deal, but for a freshman to get up in front of this team that, you know, 141 games was nationally recognized, um, you know, had one of the most watched games on a Monday night and um, all of that. And to get up there and read that to one of the most talented athletes in our program, I, you know, I'm like, I'm in. Yes, ma'am. I'm, I'm all about Ashley Griffin. Holy cow. Um, and so it really was all about it. Like, yep, she deserves that Jersey and she's going to wear it. And, um, cause you know, there's times where you think people want to, gra- uh, retire those Jersey numbers. But my whole idea is I I'll get into trouble if I do that. Cause I want to have athletes that we can retire all of their jerseys. So we're going to have to definitely recognize them in a different way. And wow, she, she hit it out of the park with that one. Um, 
but like you said, she's going to be power. Uh, she, she showed a lot of power this fall um, and just is really doing a good job of making us feel comfortable behind the plate as well. Um, but what is nice is, you know, her and Jada are going to be able to, um, and Carson are going to be able to share that time back there. So we're going to be able to stay healthy and um, they're all dynamic and play a, a secondary position. Um, other new faces, Lala. But Lala is, um, we get her from the California Cruisers and she, she is pretty, pretty special kid as well. Came in and was, you know, doing the most pull-ups, ran the fastest. Um, we did a hitting challenge. She hit the hardest, bunted the best. It was like, okay, what can't she do? Right. And then fall came around and, and then she started to show I'm a human being, I'm a freshman and here are some things. Um, and then she's taken that along and, uh, really, really done a good job of, you know, taking over the shortstop role. Um, we have her and Kennedy Searcy that, you know, we'll, we'll probably see up the middle there and Kennedy's still coming back from her injury from last year and doing a great job. And so it's just, you know, it's, I think for Kennedy, it's just time, you know, getting back into her feet because she was an explosive player and to be an explosive player with the injury that she had, um, it's just going to take time and like seeing that she can do it every day. I see her do something and I see her kind of look up like, Oh yeah, I can do that. Um, so you're going to see Kennedy in the infield. You're going to see Lala on in the infield. Emerson Lee is a red shirt freshman um, who can really play anywhere in the infield, even catch behind the plate for us. So you're going to see her. Um, and then, you know, it, I, I think that I covered them all. Yeah. That's, but a lot, a lot of, of newcomers. Sure, it is. <laughs> it's a lot of them, and, and it's worth pointing out, and I keep teasing this, and I'm not saying it for lip service. I mean, uh, X-Rating Softball is a very credible national recruiting site. It does the rankings. This this freshman class that we're talking about right now was part of a top 45 class you brought in. That's not counting. We're not even talking about next year's freshman class that's coming in. It's ranked 25th class, which is the highest since probably the 2012 freshman class that had uh, Mackenzie Otis, who you've gotten to know, Kaylee Novak, Ferris Sullivan, Maddie Schroeder, which has turned to be probably the greatest senior class ever, at least one of them. I, I don't want to get any senior classes mad at me, but we look at their credentials, what they did. It's pretty good. But I want you to speak to that uh, the recruiting aspect of it, uh, because obviously there was news on college. I feel like UCF's going to the Big 12 down the road. How much of an impact has that had on your recruiting? But just overall, the vision that you have for the program has clearly uh, players are buying in from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. Well, I want to say first, you know, it, it's got to be a good matchup for us. And we, we have to be different here at UCF, you know, that we've, we've called ourselves the disruptors, you know, we've, we've called ourselves so many things, but this year we've really talked about, um, it's got to be hard to be a part of our program. It, it's not an easy thing. And it's, it's not just hard physically, but I'm talking mentally, emotionally, like the time and the effort put into it. Um, and so just because they can play ball doesn't mean that they're the right fit for us. But being, you know, going into the Big 12, we have definitely seen, um, we're getting first looks now instead of, you know, um, like you talk about Ashley Griffin was a later get for us. Um, we're getting that type of caliber athlete looking at us earlier. And so that's really nice. It, it, and it, it also brings some other things along like, 
okay, we got to start looking at certain types of athletes, but I'm not going to close my eyes to a Justine Molina either because, you know, it's just not, not just size, just because we're going to the big 12, you got to know how to play softball. Um, and you have to have that instinct and you got to see Justine Molina is a vacuum at second, but you've seen her base running skills as well. And some of the things that she can do. And, and so I, I think that is really also why we have uh, the success that we have because we we take all of those differences and put it together. And I guess, you know, someone really smart out there once said, like, you make this really incredible spaghetti sauce. Um, and so I, you know, I'll, I will say that we're going to get, you know, some of those picks earlier, um, but we're still going to look for the people that really fit into our program. Um, that are going to challenge our program and make it better, but that are going to respect our way. Um, and because our culture, um, our locker room, like those, those things are why we do what we do. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I mean, the, the 21 class was worked on for some time and the 22 class, I, we have a lot of Florida kids. So I think that really speaks to the, the talent out here in Florida because that 22 class was recruited from past camps and then online right and so um just to see that that kind of come to play and be ranked that high like i'm proud of that because we we really talk about getting the best talent in our backyard um and you know there it is right there we're we're putting we're putting our money where our mouth is and so it's it's fun to see that really paying off and to acknowledge how good softball is here in the state of florida Yeah, there's a reason why there's a lot of successful softball programs in the state of Florida at every level. I think there's enough talent, kind of like California, which you also have a pipeline to uh, as well. So I think that speaks very highly. Now, we've talked about the infield, obviously. you know, And, and let's also acknowledge Jasmine Esparza was a great leader, too, that graduated. Shannon's taken over at first for her. I'm sure she learned a lot from Jazz, so I, let's mention her. And I may bring that up because when you go to the outfield, Kira Klarkowski was in the, the definition of a leader. I'm not sure who's going to miss her more, you or Denali Schapacher, who's known her since travel ball in high school, but she returns as the, the leading outfielder. Just talk about Denali and what she brings here uh, in her final year. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you, I'm going to talk about Jazz real quick, too, because you had mentioned her. And, you know, she, when I got here, we probably put her, we put her in the nine hole. She yeah. was that, like, turn the, the lineup over. And then all of a sudden, last year, she becomes our, one of our better ba- um, power hitters. And so um, you don't realize what you have until it's gone. And we were very spoiled with a shortstop playing first base in jazz. Um, and, you know, she just, you talk about vacuum, she locked it down over there. Um, and it, so it's been good that Shannon was able to play with her for two years and understand what's expected and how we want to keep moving on. Um, but yes, Denali, she is, um, finishing up her master. So something special about Denali is she's a certified licensed athletic trainer already. Right. And she did that through her career. And so, um, for her, for most of her career, she was always on offsite doing her hours and would miss practices and she would make all that time up on her own. Um, and so just to see how dedicated she is to her own success in the classroom and, and all of that. But I mean, the athlete that she's become and the leader that she's become, and she's been able to really give more to her team now being more present, 
um, her schedule for her master's program is, uh, I guess, less demanding as the athletic training schedule was. And so um, I, I do know that her and Kira played for a long time in high school and travel ball and now here. Um, but that that's our job in being leaders is, you know, leaving behind their legacy. And Kira did that with Denali. Denali has really taken over. And uh, I've said this before, the outfield here is probably the best outfield I've ever been a part of coaching. Um, and Kira was a, a huge reason of that. But don't count this year's outfield out just because Kira graduated. She definitely left her legacy. And she comes and Kira comes and works camps and is present and known and the girls know about her and they get to pick her brain. And um, so it's, it, it's nice to see them carrying it on. And that's when, you know, you do it right is, you know, they follow and they try to be better. And Denali's doing a good job of that. She was just named a captain last week. Um, and I'll tell you, I put her through the ringer for that. You know, she's been, this is her fifth year here. And you would think with her success as a, a softball player, that'd be a no brainer. Um, but again, I always told her if you can't be present all the time because of your schedule, it's, it's hard to be a captain. And she bought into that and stood behind it and stood by it. And now look at her go. So, um, our fans are, you know, night nation would be super proud of what she's done on the field and, you know, what she's doing in the classroom and what she's going to do you know, next year and beyond. Part of it, a deep outfield group, uh, an outfield because you like to have versatility. You like to have outfielders that could play multiple positions. You can move them around if you need to. You have uh, sometimes you like to play them in certainly def defensive uh, situations, et cetera. But you've got a lot of a talent depth here in the outfield. So how do you sort out through the outfield here? Because you've got a lot of options. Obviously, Shotpocker is one of them, but you also brought in a talented transfer from Florida Gulf Coast. And you've got a lot of returners in the outfield. Yes. Yes. Um, and they do a really good job of making my job difficult because, um, it's, it's hard. They, they keep pushing and, you know, they try to like separate themselves to win the spot and then the next person rises to the occasion. And so, um, the competition is awesome out there in the outfield. Um, yeah, we've got Nene Rowe, um, that'll probably take over center field duties, uh, we love shot poker in right field. She does a great job. I think it's one of the toughest outfield positions, especially with some of our pitchers. Um, and so we like how she locks that down. And um, Nini is it. We're I, I know people say this, but you know I think she's really studied the game to be Kira 2.0, if that if you will. Um, and I, I love just the dialogue and conversations that she's had with Kira when they both are um, teaching it an outfield session at camp. And so um, it'll be, it, it'll be exciting to see how she takes over that, uh, that area. And then you've got Maddie Bejarano and Elise Volpe um, that, you know, they, those are two that are really giving me a run for my money. Katie Bird's like, okay, who, who am I going to start in that, that third outfield position? Um and then, of course, Kennedy Searcy has played outfield last year, too. Um, and then we have a freshman in Avery Wong. And we have another kid, Demaria Cannon, that, you know, she hasn't seen a lot of time out there. But she's really sharpened up her tools to have just the throws on target, on plane, like just really staying within routine defense and adding a little bit more to her offensive um, approach as well. So, 
yeah, I, again, a great group led by Denali. Um, they're all very fast. Um, it's, it, we're going to have a fast lineup and a lot of it has to do with that outfield that we just talked about. Um, but they've, we kind of took slapping away from them in the fall and we said, you got to learn how to hit. And it, it was a struggle. Um, we maybe didn't score as many runs as we wanted to in the fall because of it. Uh, but now that we've added the slapping back, they have all three. And so we have a few like true triple threats on the team now. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be fun to see all that put to play, work through it. And, um, I don't know. I, you know, I think being in this place now uh, as a coach, I'm in that, that part of my career where I'm excited to like maybe fall down a bit and then continue to learn how we're going to be even better for it. You know, it's, uh, now, now being there and, and getting the program in the position that we're in, um, how can we continue to get better, better, enjoy the people around us? I mean, I, I, I think being back in the bullpen, um, being able to, like I said, manage, I'm really enjoying this team and I, I have time to like step back and have a conversation with them. Um, and so I'm, I'm really excited to continue to watch them grow um, I would be silly if I didn't think that this schedule was going to put us through some growing pains. And those are the growing pains we want to have. So we're the best version of Team 21 at the end of the year. And team, we're Team 21, even though it's 2022. You mentioned the schedule. Uh, it's a top 25 type schedule because you're literally playing most of them. <laughs> uh <laughs> So you've got number four, Florida State, which you're going to be playing part of that marquee tournament at ESPN uh, week two of the season. That's the premier tournament in the sport alongside Mary Nutter. you got Florida number six, which comes to the Plex uh, at the end of February. You've got Georgia, who you will open with. They rank 12th. This is the NFCA poll. Wow, that's like a Heather Tarr coaching reunion there because Jeff D'Amico is the assistant there at uh, Georgia now. And Tony Baldwin, who you coached with on the U.S. national team that won the gold on the under-19 team. So you got Virginia Tech coming here. They're ranked 13th. Michigan, who you're going to play in Clearwater, they're 16th. JMU comes here. James Madison, a big story in softball. They're ranked 17th in the country. Tennessee, you'll play in Clearwater. They're ranked 22nd. Liberty comes here for a midweek. Dot Richardson and company, they're ranked 24th. And then Wichita State, who we know very well, they're ranked 25th. I'm not even mentioning teams like Minnesota is receiving votes in the top 25. Old Miss is receiving votes. Uh, Fresno State's receiving votes. They're all on your schedule there. <laughs> That's a wow. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah you, I, you just have to giggle a little bit. Um, I mean, it's what they want. Like that. That's why when we talk about that recruiting piece, um, you know, the the – People and the athletes that choose to come here and know we're going to play the toughest schedule that we can. Um, and it's not going to, you know, it's going to, we're, we're preparing for that. Um, as a coach, I'm, if you've watched us, I'm pretty darn competitive and I'm pretty animated in the games. And I've been like coaching myself up and um, my son is, has learned how to meditate in school. And so he's been even helping me a little bit of, I don't know if it's either Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or school that's taught them this, but we've been taking a moment of silence and meditating because I know I'm going to have to understand what it's like to, um, you know, not be on top in every pitch and every game. And that that's 
that's where I want to be, you know, and that's where this team wants to be and this program wants to be. So, um, you know, you keep bringing it up. And uh, I think back in the day, I probably would have got my palms would have been sweaty and all of that. And every number that you listed off, I'm like, bring it, let's go. This is awesome for these, these women that we get to be a part of this, this journey with them and, and learn. And um, so it's, it's been interesting. It's definitely a turn for me in my career because it was always, you know, if we're not win, 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 then there's something wrong. Um, and so I, I just, I have to thank everyone here at UCF and the teams before this team that have gotten us to this point, because um, having this confidence and being in this place uh, is an amazing feeling. And it, it really attributes back to you know, the 2019 team, the 2020 team, and even last year's team. Um, and, and that's what's so cool is when you get to the World Series, you hear the teams talk about tradition. And UCF has tradition. I mean, we've had great tradition prior to even when the time that I've been here. Um, and, and that's why I came here. Um, and so just to, you know, get it out there nationally recognized and and have people talk about it as much as they are i mean that speaks to everyone that's worn a ucf jersey and they should be proud and our girls goal is to get all those alumni up there in that stands at the you know end of may beginning of june um being crazy and loud for their their alma mater so uh, they have a huge vision board of it it's you know it's in their everyday language and it's not coming from the coaches it's coming from our women. Last things, obviously the American uh, Wichita State, obviously USF's good. They got Corrick back. And, and I've talked to Coach Erickson and Coach Breadbenner, and they've talked about the fact that you all have this bond to support each other. You're competitive on the field, but that you support each other off the field. Like last year, you would try to keep track of how you're doing in the regionals, represent each other, represent the league. Coach Erickson even said, he's like, I, you know, he joked, he like, I hate to break it to everybody, but I really like Coach Bear there. We get along great. I like playing her because he really admires what you've done as a two-way player. He was a two-way player at USF as a baseball player. So I feel like you two have a lot of similar philosophies, and he thinks that you would be great if you ever decided to go international coaching and things like that. Just talk about that camaraderie. Uh, because, you know, those are people that you've gotten to know. And, and Coach Erickson, that USF series, as you got, you've now been a part of, is always exciting. Oh, yeah, definitely. I would say both of those um, teams, our series are always, that we've always got, um, it's to the last pitch. And, you know, it's keeping people on the edge of their seats. But um, I think it, it's, that's what's cool about our game is we can, we can want to go kick their tails on the field. But afterwards you know we have that group chat that we had when we were all in postseason last year and we're you know telling each other like go give them hell and you know all of that bit and um so it's 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 exciting to have that support and it's really comforting too to have that support and know that we're we're growing our conference and um we believe that people should respect our conference as you know we talk about the power six and and whatnot and Shoot, I, I believe in our game in softball, and you could cut this out if you want to, but we don't even need the number six. Like, we're up there in softball. And so it's just making sure that the people are aware of it and continuing to keep pushing. And, I mean, the last two teams that played at the end of the year last year had to get past Wichita State and us. So that, you know, and 
that shows a lot of where you know the teams in the American Conference, what what we do, the competitiveness of our schedule, our schedules outside of conference and even inside conference. So, um, and it's fun to have competitive people um, that you you compete against, and then you can talk about it afterwards. Um, that's the best. And some of those people are, you know, my closest friends in, in this game and in life. So, um, but much respect to coach Ken Erickson too. I mean, he, he kind of brought me, took me under his wing in the international game and just would share stories and, you know, help me out when it came to, um, just staying out of the way of Montana Fouts and Megan Framo <laughs> and letting them do their job. But, um, I mean, it, it's awesome to see the support and and where we're at with that. You know, Christy was one of the first people that texted me when we got the announcement of going into the Big 12 and how excited she was for our program. And, um, you know, we need that. We get the birthday messages. And um, it, it is so much more than just the game of softball. And so I think we teach that to our team and being able to practice it ourselves is, you know, it's it's special. Last question for you. What's going to be the keys for your team as you get going? Because I know you like to learn about your team once they get into live action. Uh, it's a process. It's a marathon, you've said before. What are some of the keys for your team to accomplish your internal goals? And what are some of the questions you're curious to find out about your team when it gets going? Yeah, well, we always say the superstar at the beginning of the year is never the superstar at the end of the year. Um, and I mean, we just talked about with our team a couple days ago is I said, okay, who's the superstar on our team? And they all kind of looked around there. They like, they wanted to go point to somebody. And then they're like, wait a minute. And they said, that's, what's cool about our team guys is it, tell me what day, let's pick a day. It's going to be somebody different every day. Um, so that, that question that I have is, um, you know, how, what's going to help the the freshmen most to, to get through things and, and move on. And cause we can always look back and say, Oh, we used to have this or, Oh, we have this. And we have some very talented athletes that are playing on different teams right now. And some of that is their choice. And some of that is just, we, you know, with COVID and money and all of that, it's, it's just, it's tough. And, you know, not looking at that and really focusing on our team of 22 athletes. I think the biggest thing for them is to understand that um, I think one of my biggest strengths is playing matchups like you talked about earlier. And um, it's not necessarily like, oh, I want to try to see how many people I can get into the game. It's really playing chess instead of checkers. Um, and so we want to have the best matchups offensively, but then have the strongest defense that we can have, especially at the end of the game. And so it's going to, you know, who, who is that and, and what is that at the right time? Um, we have a freshman that I haven't even mentioned, Savannah Adams, that brings a big bat. And, um, you know, she, we've talked through things with her. I mean, she has a lot of success in travel ball playing with the Corona Angels. She's got a national championship. She was, you know, one of the big hitters in those games. And, um, so she's, she's riding the freshman wave right now and, and, you know, learning some tough, tough lessons. And, you know, we just talked before and she left here with a smile and she's like, I get it. I get it. It doesn't feel good, but I get it. And, I mean, I'm excited to see her grow and be one of those people that gets called on when the game is on the line and, you know, is a, a big hit is required. And so, um, 
I think that's the big thing is like figuring out what, okay, what's the matchup with this? You know, cause last year you always knew I was going to put a different shortstop in at the end of the year. And, you know, I was going to put this runner in there and I was going to have that pinch hitter somewhere. And, um, I, I don't really have a, a drawn out plan yet. It hasn't come. So, um, excited to grow with the team and learn that and even hear from the new staff, um, you know, what gets involved with that. So, uh, I think I answered your question there, Elo, a little bit more, hopefully. Yes, you did. Did very good. Uh, that's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting to watch your team. It gets going February 10th. You'll be hosting a marquee tournament, Georgia opening night, February 10th. You got Minnesota in that tournament. You got Longwood, Dr. Megan Brown, obviously former MPF champion, uh, leading her team coming down here. They're very good as well uh, with a strong program. And Fresno State will be coming here. Uh, all the games, ESPN Plus, uh, make sure you have that if you're listening. To, you're going to watch UCF home games, neutral games at ESPN Tournament we talked about in Clearwater, road games as well. And, of course, all the information, check out UCFKnights.com. Coach, always a pleasure to talk to you uh, this time of year. Excited to get going and uh, look forward to seeing you on the field. But uh, thanks for taking the time from a busy schedule, and uh, I'll see you soon. Thank you, Elo. Thanks what you do for what you do for our sport, too. And thanks again to Coach Bear for joining us on the program and certainly uh should be fun to see the Knights play on the field just a couple quick notes uh, Janisha Rowe of course the center fielder she talks about the transfer from Florida Gulf Coast kind of big addition in the outfield there of course Kemal Woodall the pitcher transfer from ECU and uh, among others and, and certainly the depth and talent there that of course Michaela Macario Lala who that's who we should refer to as the shortstop freshman out of California well, certainly, certainly a mid-pack. Part of this young class, Avery Wong, the outfield, Carson Fryer, catch some in the infield. Savannah Adams, good bat there at first base. Some of the new faces that you'll see on the Knights uh, this upcoming season. Of course, you heard Whitney Jones. Of course, the new assistant coach, Kajia Gibson, a former Husky player, volunteer assistant, Tyler Heil, assistant at UCF. And, of course, Aaliyah as the grad coach, as we talked about with Coach Ball below. Of course, two of the leaders you mentioned. You heard, you heard Coach Bobo talk about Denali Schapacher, the captain, and Gianna Mancha. I will talk to them next. You're listening to the Black and Gold Banneret Podcast, UCF Softball Season Preview Edition. Joining us now, it's the seniors, uh, two of the leaders of the UCF 2022 team. Team 21, as Coach Bear likes to say. Speak of senior pitcher Gianna Macha and a senior outfielder Denali Schapacher. Ladies, welcome. Uh, good to, to talk to you once again. You too. Yeah, good Good talking to you always, Eric. <laughs> well, let, let's, let me ask you both start with this, and I'll start with you, Gianna, of this. You both obviously, uh, you know, decided to come back. You had an extra year. You could have done a lot of different options here. Just take me through that decision of coming back here to UCF and uh, starting with Juji. Um, I think, I mean, at least for me, um, I, you know, prided myself on, um, you know, finishing at least my career on a high note. And like, you know, I think Aaliyah White helped me like understand that, you know, I get to come back and, you know, continue what, you know, she's brought to this program and what other um, athletes have brought to this program. And so I think it was just another opportunity for me to, you know, showcase that um obviously for them and you know to keep this program running for future generations denali what about you yeah um i think with both of us we both just kind of had unfinished business um 
you know, she, we both were on the team when, when COVID hit and everything. And, um, obviously we got to play and everything and had a pretty good run last year, but, um, now that everything's just a little bit easier to go through, I think we both wanted to, yeah, end on a high note, um, had some goals that we had set that I think we're both still striving to get. So, um, it was an easy choice. I think for both of us. Last year, the team made their NCAA tournament first time since 2016. What was the experience like starting with you, Denali, since it was your first time in the NCAA? What What do you take from that experience, you think, from the returners that will benefit them this year? Yeah, um, it was really – how do I say this? Um, and I just got, like, a taste of, like, how competitive – you know, every like softball can be. I mean, obviously, you know, you wa- I've watched it every year that it's been on, unfortunately, from the couch, not actually playing it. Um, so just seeing that and like feeling the atmosphere and, you know, we did beat Auburn. We played head to head with FSU um, who ended up getting second. So um, playing that and realizing like how competitive we are and like the best team can go out there and, and, and win a game and win a championship. So having that feeling, I think will be really, important to kind of share with the the new girls that haven't been able to experience it yet for you gee that was like regular you know old hat for you it's, you've been to the regionals before when prior with boise state with coach bear and obviously at uh, seattle in the regionals there you've been at a gainesville regional in 2019 what was it like to be back in the regional last year in tallahassee what what did you take from that experience um i think you know out of the three times that I've gone to a regional um, that time and not taking away from any of the teams that I've been with, um, I felt the most confident in our team being there and our experience, like whether or not we had been there before or not, it felt like we had, like we prepared and like had the confidence we needed to have going into it. And like Denali said, like we were head to head with FSU and they were runner up in the World Series. So, I mean, taking that and using that as like our fuel to what this year is and making sure that the girls who haven't been there and um, don't know about it yet, like letting them know about our experiences and um, giving them that knowledge to help them when we do get there. So now both of you, uh, you know, have a teammate that graduated that you both knew very well. Let me start with you, G. Obviously you mentioned earlier, Leah White. Uh, she's now a grad coach, so she's hanging out with you now in the bullpen, but in a different capacity. What was that like, and what did you learn from playing with her for the last couple of years? Um, I mean, Aliyah's awesome, and I think it's awesome to be able to have her for my last year, too. You know, um, I looked up to her a lot last year and the year before that coming in. Um, and, you know, I've had my moments of, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this is my last year. And, like, she's been there for me and, like, letting me know, like, you know, you're not alone. Like, I've been in those same situations and I understand where you're coming from um so just having her as like someone that I can lean on if I um ever need it like is awesome to have and knowing that she's um been through similar experiences as me and um maybe even tougher times than I have it's awesome to be able to just look over and she's right there of course you Denali you've played you had a center fielder named Kira Klarkowski you've played with for a long time going back to high school travel ball even younger than that. What's that been like? Uh, what impact did she have on your playing uh, style and uh, obviously uh, playing with her throughout her uh, most of her UCF career? Yeah, it's been um, it's been an adjustment um, just not having somebody that you've been playing with for eight straight years. You know, you actually have to form relationships instead of it just have like having it there just naturally. Um, 
the way we kind of did things is similar to how I'm kind of trying to, um, you know, pass down through our outfield and all the new new generations and obviously working with coach Kaya, our new outfield coach. Um, but yeah, just having, you know, she set such a high standard and, and being able to replace that it's been, um, it's been pretty difficult, but I think we have, we have some pretty good contestants this year for that. So trying to figure out different relationships has, has different, definitely been different, but, um, yeah, I'll definitely miss her this year. <laughs> Well, tell me about the outfielder. Who is uh, some of the outfielders that's kind of stood out to you there? you got a good mixture of veterans back, but some new faces as well. Yeah, so we have um, Nini Rowe. Ro. <laughs> oh, we're going with the nicknames here. Okay, we're going yes. nicknames here. <laughs> yes, Janisha is her full name. But uh, from FGCU, we played her our first um, game last year. And I specifically remember her because she was the only – she just kept getting on base. And I was like – we have got to get this girl out. And then she was making good plays. And I was like, wow, like we could really, like we could use this girl. And then it just so happened that she came here. So having Nini, we have a new freshman, um, Avery. She's also right field. So having her there, it's been really cool. Just being able to pass along information and everything like that. And then also we have our existing staff um, and a couple of girls that have been utility players in the past are coming back to the outfield and and dominating honestly so uh we've got a pretty stacked outfield for sure <laughs> yeah i can sense that uh gee obviously you're the kind of the veteran the leader of the pitching staff but you have a fellow senior that came over from ecu in uh, cam woodall what have you seen from her up close uh, she's a competitor and she's fierce. Um, when Coach Bear, you know, mentioned that um, we were talking to her about coming over, I was like, okay. I was like, she, you know, gave us a lot of trouble, like in season and um, even in the tournament. Like, she's 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 very very competitive, and I love that about her. And um, she's gonna help us so much, including like um, our freshman Caitlin and Grace and Ange um, returning. Um, I think our staff is very diverse, like in the way that we throw, um, not any of us are really the same. Um, and I think that's awesome to throw a lot of teams off and, you know, they don't really know what they're going to get from us. Um, but I'm excited to see what we can all do together. So you mentioned the youngsters, you got the freshman Caitlin Felton and then the returners, uh, Grace Jewell and, uh, Angelina DeVoe first start with Caitlin. Uh, what have you seen from the freshman there and what kind of advice do you give her as somebody who's now going to enter D1 there as one of the vets? Yeah, um, you know, I think the best advice that I probably try to give her is kind of just to slow down the game. It can speed up really fast on you as a freshman, and I know it did um, when I was a freshman, and I would get in my head and just be like, I don't know if I could do this. Like, it's it's a different type of um, game when you get here, especially, like, against our schedule that we're playing this year. Um, so just making sure that she understands that we we do need her and she is like very impactful to our team at any given point. Um, and just making sure that her, Grace and Ange both all know that um, we're going to need them at some point and they're going to have to come in and get it done. Um, but that, you know, slow the game down because it can speed up. But, you know, we're the one with the ball in our hand every single pitch. So um, making sure that we can show everyone on the team like, you know, we can stay calm and poised in a lot of these situations and be okay. How important is it, Denali? Like kind of what G's talking about with the pitching staff, with the team in general. You're two of the veterans here, but there's a lot of young new faces, young faces. 
So do you you both feel you have to be more outspoken, more tight leadership than maybe you've had to be in the past because you're two that kind of seen it all? So I think that we do a really good job here and just on this team since we've been here is kind of spreading out um, the responsibilities for, you know, passing down our culture and how we how we do things here. Um, I think that like we have G, you know, she's got the pictures and and everything. And then I have like outfield. we got, you know, leadership roles in the infield. So I think we do a really good job at spreading out and finding somebody for each of you know the new the newcomers so that they can learn from somebody specific in their role um and just kind of fit in super easy so that when season comes they're not a newcomer anymore tell me about the offense denali how what, what can we expect from this offense what kind of stands out to you so from this year's offense yeah so um you can definitely expect a fast offense um we kind of are priding ourselves on you know, being aggressive with bases and um, just, you know, base hits, um, hitting for our situations. Just, uh, I think we're going to be more like strat- strategic with the way that we hit. Um, we're going over a lot of like, you know, staying disciplined, having a specific approach um, before you even go up to bat. Um, and so I think that, you know, just staying disciplined and then also just our, our new speed. <laughs> I want to ask you both about Jada Cody in particular. Starting with you, G, because she catches you from time to time. Uh, and you've had great chemistry when she's caught you. Uh, she plays third base when she's not catching you. But, of course, she got the uh, invite tryout to recently to uh, Team USA. What, what, what makes her so special and unique there that obviously to the point where Team USA said, hey, let's give her an invite here, see what you got. What, what makes her unique there? Uh, starting with you, G. Um, you know, I think it's just like her demeanor almost and just the way that she carries herself. Um, and I, I like that behind the plate. And, you know, I know that she's um, been able to feed that into Ash, our freshman catcher. Um, and I could see that more in her coming out, you know, being able to be more vocal and just not afraid of anything. And um, so that's what I think is unique about Jada is, you know, she's going to go after whatever is asked of her and she's going to go all out for it. Of course, Denali, a big weapon in that lineup. I mean, I'll certainly remember the walk-off homer against Houston last year, the clutch, uh, tri- you know, double against Florida to tie the game up. What does she bring from the offensive standpoint? Oh, I mean, she's – everyone knows she's a huge part of our offense. I mean, the we, we, we scream each other all the time, and when she comes up, we know, like, regardless of the situation that we have to play, ready for her to – to smack one against the fence. I mean, outfield is ready for that all time. So having her there and in the heart of our lineup, um, I think is going to be a huge deal, especially, you know, she is also a fast runner. So like having that also, like we have to play her, you know, we can't just play back because if she does hit it in front of us, she's probably going to get a double. So having, she's just so um, like agile and has different strengths. So it's really hard for me to defend um in that aspect talk about the uh certainly the defensive side of the ball denali obviously defense big pride outfield you know kira's great throwing base runners out you're good at three's running out tell us about the defense how that's coming along oh it's coming along pretty well we have a lot of returners um in that aspect and then some of the the newcomers um the our freshmen and the whole freshman class in general has just come in with like a a compete mindset and we're doing a pretty good job at 
you know, figuring out all the the little things that we can right now so that when it comes into the game, it's just natural and it's easy and, and we're just playing for fun. But yeah, I'd say we're, we're really going to be priding ourselves on a, having a lockdown defense this year, for sure. Gee, a player you know well, Justine Molina, kind of, I call her like the vacuum cleaner there at second base. Talk about her leading that infield defensively. No, yeah, I think she's stepped into her like leadership role as um, for the infield. Um, she's someone that a lot of them look up to, and even I look up to taking grounders off the mound. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to look like Jay in this play. Um, <laughs> but she's been able to really, you know, express like, her knowledge and like what she's been through and just kind of like how she plays, which is like, I know she doesn't get too like mental and she can just like go out there and, you know, play free. And like, you could see that too. And like, she's someone obviously that I've um, had for four years now. So, I mean, that left side of me, I, I trust like any ball going over there. I'm like, she's going to get it. So. Let me ask you both, starting with you, G, how are you a better player now than when you first uh, arrived here at UCF how are you better now or different um I think having coach bear obviously in the bullpen has you know helped me in ways that I just didn't even know um coming into UCF I knew that um I needed her like and that was what I was missing obviously when she left Boise State um and being able to become a leader and be behind like Kira and Aaliyah um, and all the ones that, and Aubrey that were here, um, seeing them and the way that they led the team and, you know, that the way that they've um, gave back to this program, like has really inspired me to like, I'm playing for more than just me, obviously this last year, um, obviously for them and like future generations and um, the girls that are committed here, um, my family. So, um, just kind of having in the back of my mind that I'm not playing for me. Like I'm playing for um, something bigger. And you've known Coach Bear since, uh, what, eighth grade, right? Since recruiting. What What is it about that? But you mentioned that because, you know, she's now in the bullpen more t- with you and all that. What, what impact has she had on you, obviously, to the point, a big impact, obviously, in your life? Yeah, um, I she's literally my mom it always says she's like oh just go talk to your second mom she'll know what to say <laughs> like um literally like she just is we're a lot alike like when she used to play um we're both like perfectionists and she understands a lot of the things that I that I go through or like she's like whenever I'm thinking this I think you're thinking it too and I'm like I probably am um so she just relates to me in a a different way too like off the field um, as a pitcher, um, but being able to have her in the bullpen has been huge. And I've I've just become a different type of pitcher than I was obviously my freshman year and even last year. So I'm really confident in my preparation that I've had with her um, as well as everyone else on the staff, so. Denali, what about you? How are you different now today than you were say you know, your freshman year when you walked in at UCF where you were, you've been a starter really since day one, since you've arrived uh, through the different two different staffs. What has it been? uh, How do you feel you're different now than back then? I think it's funny that you're asking this right now because I was just thinking about this um, at one of our camps a couple weeks ago. Um, And I think that it'd be the way I've gotten better is just like um, understanding the little things. Um, And that's come with you know, Coach Bear emphasizing it for sure, um, fo- having, actually having a focus on defense. Um, and then 
you know, she always says like giving back to the game um, and it'll pay you back. And so with all of the camps that we've done, um, I just, I've found myself in the, when I'm teaching or trying to help coach somebody in my position, I start understanding the game better than I thought I had and paying attention to the, the little things I can do each play, even if I'm not in it. Um, so just, yeah, I'd say the little things like focusing on that is, I've definitely got better. And I, I didn't even think, you know, you come in here, you think, oh, I've been playing this game for 10 years. I know everything. And then five years later, you realize you didn't know anything. So, <laughs> so I think I've yeah that's pretty fun you too i i've noticed you're not ones that are aware of like what your you know your numbers or stuff like that like gee i remember you threw the no hitter in memphis i don't think you were you were like one of the last people to know i think do <laughs> you remember that no hitter there yeah <laughs> yeah i think a lot of us are like that you know we we actually just talked about it today you know having confidence and being arrogant almost and i think that's a big thing for this team especially with our schedule is just going in with as much confidence as we can and, you know, not getting too big headed or, you know, not thinking that, you know, or feeling like we aren't good enough, um, but just staying the same and being confident in ourselves and the preparation that we've put in this entire off season and this whole January, like we're ready. And I think that we have to just pride ourselves on, you know, being confident in any situation that is thrown our way. Tell me both of you, how, you grew up in softball. What got you into playing softball? Starting with you, Denali. Um, so I definitely tried a bunch of sports when I was younger. Um, uh, my sister actually was playing softball, and I was definitely that younger sister. That's whatever my sister's doing, I want to do. Um, and then, you know, I, when I actually got into the game, we would start having little competitions, like in our backyard and everything. And, of course, me being – way smaller and of course I was the tiniest girl in the world when I was like eight years old but um I'd always want to win and I would always lose and it always just I just wanted to get better and better so I think that's kind of how I got into it what about you G um I guess yeah I guess for me I obviously played a lot of different sports and stuff um my parents you know my dad played baseball at Long Beach my mom played softball um, my family grew up around the game a little bit. Um, I actually was never like really good at it. Like <laughs> up until I think middle school, I was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I think I could play a little bit. Um, I just never knew, you know, like what it was really about. And I never like took it very seriously up until about like getting into high school. Um, but yeah, mine was kind of just like awful whim. Let's go play softball. And then <laughs> You know, ended up finding out, okay, like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> Off a whim. Wow, that's pretty good. It's worked out well for you there. It's kind of worked out. Yeah, <laughs> what, what do you two want to do after softball? Do you know yet? I do. Um, you do? Okay. I, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it'll depend. You know, I would love to, you know, I think play pro for a year um, if that opportunity comes my way. Um after that, hopefully, you know, be able to work in um, the MLB and do something within scouting or uh, player development and that type of area. Um, I've made a lot of connections, especially through UCF um, and through my brother. Um, he's played a lot of baseball, travel baseball. So getting to um, meet people that he's been around that have been in the majors um, has helped me like make those connections and get me ready for real life. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. I was pretty impressed. I might want to meet him too, make connections there. Uh, Denali, what about you? 
Um, so I actually graduated in 2020 um, with my bachelor's in athletic training, and I've been working um, with the athletic staff. The, the athletic trainers here have been so helpful to me um, and just letting me kind of help out and still like keep those skills up. So I've been actually waiting for a year and a half. And so now after softball's done and that's very upsetting, I'm actually going to have to do my job. So uh, athletic training, um, hopefully collegiate setting. It'd be my, it might be interesting. Maybe I'll play a team. Maybe I'll be on a team that, you know, Coach Barron's up playing. So it might come full circle. Wow. Could be wild there. But you both have still a lot of softball to go there. Uh, and that'll be my last question. What's going to be the keys for this team to accomplish your eternal goals uh, this year, starting with you, G? Um, I think, like I said earlier, you know, just having confidence. This is a, a really big schedule. You know, it's the biggest I've had in my career um, with a lot of these teams. Um, but I think, you know, just having confidence in our preparation and what we've done this entire off season and, you know, trusting the process that we've been through. Um, and, you know, we're going to go through failure. We're going to go through hard times and making sure that we just stick together through, um, through those tough times and having each other's backs and protecting our inner circle the entire time. Like it's going to get us through. What about you, Denali? Yeah, I would just say exactly what G said and just um, staying focused throughout. We all have one goal. I mean, we talk about it all the time. We talk about our individual goals and, um, you know, all the little things that might build up throughout season. They're all leading still towards that one goal. So sticking together and just staying focused, um, I think it's going to be our thing this year. We got two players right here. There's in the top 10 in numerous categories, especially uh, you, Denali, in the offensive categories. You're all over the record books there. You're you're sneaking up there too, G. I'm not going to tell you because you both are not – you're not as interested on that. But uh, thank you both so much. Uh, Gianna Mancha, Denali Schopacher joining us here. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, to talk to us. Uh, good luck this year and uh, looking forward to seeing you both on the field once again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks so much, Eric. And thanks again to Gianna Mancha and Denali Schapacher for joining us here on the Black Girl Better Podcast. Thanks to Ken Landis, the SID UCF, for setting all these interviews up for this special edition of UCF Softball. Keep it here. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Give us a thumbs up and uh, give us a five-star review. We'll have our regular podcast weekly here on the blackandgobetterit.com. We'll have coverage of UCF softball season starting on blackandgobetterit.com and as well as video post games as well on our YouTube page as uh, there. So make sure you subscribe there and give us a thumbs up there on the YouTube page as well. And of course, follow us on Twitter and much more. Of course, you can follow me at Eric Lopez Elo as we'll get set for Another season, season 21 of UCF softball gets underway as they take on the Georgia Bulldogs Thursday night, primetime, 6 o'clock, scheduled on ESPN+. And, and uh, of course, 20 years, February 2nd, 2022, was the first ever games of UCF softball. And here we are, 20 years later, another season of expectations for the Knights. And we look forward for you to follow UCF softball. Thanks again to Coach Paul Malone, as well as Gianna Mancha and Denali Schopacher. I'm Eric Lopez. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Black and Go Veteran Podcast, special edition UCF Softball Preview Show.